0: We worship you, Father, waiting to hear a word that always gives meaning and direction to our lives. Your Son, Jesus, proclaims the kingdom of God, and we would like to be part of it. Please help us to hear the rest of his message, to repent and believe in the gospel, the good news. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Set out for the great city of Nineveh, and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city, and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The word of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I tell you, brothers and sisters, the time is running out. From now on, let those having wives act as not having them, those weeping as not weeping, those rejoicing as not rejoicing. Those buying as not owning. Those using the world as not using it fully. For the world in its present form is passing away. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me. And I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little further and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called to them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Is it cold enough for you? that 's why we turned the heat up just a little notch in this morning. today 's readings are about repenting and new beginnings. In the first reading from Jonah, when the people of Nineveh hear Jonah announce their city will be destroyed, they drastically change their behavior. In the second reading from the Corinthians. There is an urgency which speaks about time running out. And in today's gospel from Mark, Jesus proclaims a good gospel to the people of Galilee when he says, This is a time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus is telling us to repent. When is the best time to repent? Now is the time. Now is always the time. Who knows whether there will be a time if you wait. There's a story about a young man named John who received a parrot as a gift. The parrot had a bad attitude and even a worse vocabulary. Every word out of the bird's mouth was rude, obnoxious, and laced with profanity. John tried and tried to change a bird's attitude by consistently saying only polite words, playing soft music, and anything else he could think of to clean up the bird's vocabulary. Finally, John was fed up and yelled at the parrot. The parrot yelled back. John shook the parrot, and the parrot got angrier and even more rude. John, in his desperation, threw up his hands, grabbed the bird and put him in a freezer. For a few minutes the parrot squawked and kicked and screamed. Then suddenly there was total quiet. Not a peep was heard over a minute. Fearing that he had hurt the parrot, John quickly opened the door to the freezer. The parrot calmly stepped onto John's outstretched arm and said, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and actions. I'm sincerely, sincerely remorseful for my inappropriate transgressions, and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. Repentance. John was stunned at the change of the bird's attitude. As he was about to ask the parrot what had made such a dramatic change in his behavior, the bird spoke up and said very softly, may I ask what the turkey in the freezer did? Repentance. Reflecting on the readings, I am struck by the change that either takes place or is about to take place. Belief being a part of the rain, being part of the rain, and having a relationship with Jesus requires a change in one's life. One cannot simply say, I believe in Jesus, and continue to live a life that is attached to the world of sin those who want to be part of the reign of God must be willing to stop everything and turn fully to the Lord Jesus and follow him and his teachings. The change must be as genuine as that of the Ninevites or Peter, Andrew, James, and John or the Corinthian believers. Part of that change is through repentance, a change of heart, a reorientation of one's life what should be to have a close relationship with God. We must keep our eyes focused on God. If we are burdened by carrying a heavy load, it will be harder for us to keep focused. We must be willing to abandon our old ways of operating in order to live in a way that reflects that we are part of the reign of God. We cannot do this on our own we must turn to Jesus and ask him for his guidance and his direction. We are like the Ninevites in our first reading. They were citizens of a great city that had become rich and powerful. Today, we are citizens of a world that has used science to create wealth and power undreamed of, even a hundred years ago. But the Ninevites' wealth and power had seduced them, They no longer look to God and God's moral law as a path to life and happiness. Maybe we have also come to believe that our happiness consists of the trappings in our world. But those things, they're part of the world that is in its present form, which is passing away, as we've heard. We must remove all those things which are not God-centered and put Christ in the center of our lives. There was a youth minister in the Lake Tahoe Parish who was explaining an important concept to their students. She asked them to draw a large circle on the paper they had and then even a smaller circle within it. She asked the students to share some of the important aspects of their lives and place them between the two circles. She then asked them to take the most important thing they had written down between the circles and place it within the smaller circle. And finally, she asked them if anyone had written God in a smaller circle. And if not, she asked them, where does God fit into your life? Some admitted that God was not even on the periphery, not even in their life. She explained that if we allowed anything to be at the center of our life other than God, we end up giving up our freedom, our true freedom because we become slaves to whatever is in the center of that circle. Years ago, we had a mission week here at Good Shepherd, and Father Scott Seathaller, a Capuchin priest, led us in in a mission. On the night he spoke to our youth, I remember him asking the students to name some of the people whose posters they had on their walls in their bedroom. And after the students shared the names of those, he asked, do any of you have a poster of Jesus Christ on your wall? Or do any of you have a picture of Jesus in your room? His point was much like the students in our story. Who is the center of our life? Perhaps we're not like much not different from the students in our stories. and We need to ask ourselves, like the teacher or Father Scott asked the students, where does God fit into my life? Who or what is sitting at the center of my life? What can I do to place God as the only one who reigns in my life? To do that, we need to be like Peter, Andrew, James, and John and abandon our current ways and to follow Jesus. We may maybe need to be like the Ninevites to repent and turn our lives around. Remember, Jesus has told us, The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And when should we do it? Now is the answer. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.